When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, football fans, and welcome back to another Fans First Football Show. It is Super Bowl week. It is hard to believe both that the Super Bowl is here and also that the NFL season is coming to a close. And our own Rob Stats Guerrero is he's in Las Vegas, Radio Row. He is doing his thing covering the 49ers. I called in, I called in, hey, the bullpen. We had to tap the right arm. I hope Scott Kennedy is right handed. Uh, oh, lefty. he's a lefty. Yeah, oh, bring in the right. lefty. I'm, I'm, I'm the loogie. I'm, I'm the one out guy. So I'll be here one day. I'm, I'm the lefty. Scott, uh, he definitely covers the Atlanta Falcons, but you also hear his voice on our FFSN NFL feed on the Coast to Coast Football Show, which airs every Friday. Scott, welcome to the show. How are you? I appreciate you having me in, um, and enjoy uh, enjoy getting to step up and you know up to up to the bigs, up to yeah. the bigs. <laughs> you know, we, we might as well keep this baseball theme going. Spring training's right around the corner. It is. It is. That's hard to believe. And as a pirate fan, that's always a depressing day. It's like the beginning of the end. So uh, let's talk about this Super Bowl, though, because I want to get your take first and foremost, not on the NFC and an AFC conference championship games, because that's been beaten to death. But I want to get your take on the matchups. Do you mm -hmm. think that this is the we know why the NFL loves this matchup? Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift, San Francisco has a large fan base. We get that. But do you think this was from a competitive standpoint, the best matchup the NFL could have gotten? I do. Um, you know, you, you, I think the NFL does a pretty good job. I'm not a huge fan of playoffs. I know how anti-American that is. But for me, it's like I enjoy watching football game one. I enjoy watching sports with something on the line. Second chances aren't for me, man. Uh, you know, the, they call it March Madness. I call it nobody pays attention until March. You know, so I, I just think that if you know the whole idea of let's get hot at the right time, Kansas city kind of coasted just a little bit, you know, they they've won this thing. They're buying their time. They're not, they'll like, all right, when it's time to turn it on, we'll turn it on. And I picked against the Kansas city chiefs, both games in the playoffs. I'm not doing it again, man. I, I mean, I just think I, I remember way back in the day, I, this is when I kind of learned it. Do you remember the old Arkansas Razorbacks when they won back-to-back, -back, or at least they went back-to-back? -back. They won it. They coasted. I mean, they're hovering around 500 in the, during the regular season their next year. Then they come, then it's time to turn it on, and they beat everybody again. So, yeah. yes, I think these are probably the two most complete teams back-to-front. And they deserve to be there. You can't say when you go on the road and win those two games like Kansas City did, that they don't deserve it. 
No, and deserving is is a different topic altogether for me. I, I think when you think about the the Baltimore Ravens from a roster standpoint, I think they have a better roster than than the Kansas City Chiefs. But they they also because as a Steelers fan, trust me, I know this. They're also choke artists. I've always said they're choke artists in the postseason. Outside of the one time where Flacco got them and beat the San Francisco 49ers. on the NFC side, because I felt like the AFC side, it, it was it was kind of pick your poison. I thought both teams were going to be well represented. It's going to be a good game, but on the NFC side, although Detroit was a good story, I I just never felt like they were actually worthy of being there. Let me say that. And then Dan Campbell does what Dan Campbell does and they don't get there. And I think that San Francisco, they have a phenomenal roster. They're well coached. We'll see if they can, they can pull it out. But on the NFC side, did you think that Detroit, uh, obviously they, they almost could have won it, but mm-hmm. do you think that they had that you like their roster? Their defense is kind of suspect to me. Blame the East. You know, when you, when you look at the way that the Eagles choked at the beginning, it, probably, you know, week eight, somewhere in that, I thought the Eagles were the best team in the NFC. I thought they had the most complete team, um, you know, back to front, the weapons on offense, the, the, the defensive line, the pressure, and then they just fell apart. So yeah. blame the East. You want to talk about choke artists, who's starting to get that? I won't even say who's starting. Who's got that reputation in the NFC? You know, the number two seed, the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. So you blame the East for the fact that, you know, if you don't think that Detroit was the team to get there. Now, I had Detroit top four in the NFC from the very beginning. I like the way they finished. I like the way they played. I like their roster. Their defense, they need, that's where they need to start addressing some things. You know, they they did go inside linebacker in the draft first round last year, but they need they need another guy. Uh, or two on that side of the ball before they can really be, you know, considered uh, a year in and year out threat, so to speak. But San Francisco, once the Eagles fell away and once a Cowboy, it's it's like, okay, there's clearly the last month of the season, there's clearly a top team in the NFC. And then in the AFC, like you said, was it the Bills? It might have been. Was it the Ravens, yeah. the team that beat everybody else? It might have been. Oh, yeah. Here come those damn Chiefs again, you know. So <laughs> you can't you can't count them out. So from a, a competitive standpoint, you know, when you mean by that, like who are the, who's going to give us the closest game? You know, I think the Chiefs were probably ended up being the yeah. best team in the AFC. They proved it, but they do it differently now, Jeff. And we can we can get into that, which might be some of the aesthetics that people talk about that this might not be as sexy a matchup as people are you know used to when you think of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah, they're not blowing people's doors off. They're, they're not. This isn't Tyreek Hill taking the top off the defense. This is a, we're going to kind of grind it out, and we're going to lean on our defense to actually keep the opponent off. But And that's, that's kind of where I want to go. By the way, anyone listening, this line has been all over on this game. It's It opened, I think, at two and a half. Some books had it as three-point favorites for the 49ers. It got down to one. Some thought it might even slide to a pick em in some areas, but now it's back up to San Francisco is giving two points in this game to give you an update on where the line is. But it, it could fluctuate based on the injury report, which will be happening this week. We'll keep you up to date on that. Nonetheless, let's talk about that Chiefs defense, but let's talk about it in a way that is also saying, let's look at it against Brock Purdy and this 49ers offense, which is very unique. It's difficult to say, unless you are actually in a game against the 49ers, what it's like when you're watching this systematic approach of Kyle Shanahan. What's your take on Brock Purdy before we dive into this matchup? Because some people love him. I mean, he's been through the gambit the last two weeks, people ripping him to shreds. He's a system quarterback, all this stuff. What's your take on, on Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant? 
Well, if he's a system quarterback, so be it. He's a good system quarterback. Sure. Now he's I, I like he takes chances with the ball. I mean, you can say, okay, he's a system quarterback. System quarterback to me means again, I'll throw it way back. Jay Barker, nineteen ninety two, Alabama Crimson Tide. Or, you know, like we said earlier, Joe Flacco, Baltimore Ravens. That's just a guy that gets you there. You know, I don't I don't need I don't need much from you. Just don't just don't screw it up. Right. And that's not Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy makes some big ballsy throws out there and he reads the defense and he puts the ball where his playmakers can get it all the cliches you want to talk about and you can say that and and frankly he's a pretty good runner too he'll hurt you with his legs so there's a a size and a perceived lack of athleticism that people are going to knock Brock Purdy until he does it long enough that they're going to say man I don't want to see that guy I do not want to play against that guy in the playoffs um and you know, the NFC fans, you know, NFC teams already feel like that. It, it'll take it'll take a Super Bowl for him to to probably knock that label. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's what it's going to take for him. You know, it's a Shanahan system. And, and we talked a little bit about that, you and I, on a, on a different podcast about the development of quarterbacks, you know, and, and I've been thinking about how strong a stance I took on that. And, you know, do they do you actually develop a quarterback or do you put a system around a quarterback? And he's good enough to take advantage of the opportunities that he's been given. Well, there's incremental improvements, obviously, but Kyle Shanahan's going to put a quarterback in position to succeed. Right. That doesn't mean every one of them is going to. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. When I was watching the NFC Championship game, and I'm not going to lie, I'm an AFC guy. I cover the Steelers. I follow the AFC much closer than I do the NFC. And I hadn't watched a lot of 49ers games in their entirety, but I'm watching the NFC Championship game. And I'm watching Brock Purdy, and the one thing that stood out the most was what you brought up, his mobility, his escape ability, his way to, the way he manipulated the pocket against Detroit was, I thought it was masterful. It was, I'm watching this saying, wow, I did not know that this was an element of his game. And that's a different dynamic. So now let's pair the two. Let's look at the Chiefs defense. Let's look at the 49ers offense. When you see this matchup with that Brock Purdy, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and of course, Christian McCaffrey, how, this defense, though, and they've never gotten the credit they deserve. How do you see this matchup going? I, I think the this New England Patriots, I'm sorry, I think this Kansas City Chiefs team, the way they remind me of is a Tom Brady New England Patriots team. You've got the quarterback who is going to get all of the accolades, and he's the best player in football, and Tom Brady's probably got greatest of all time up there for a while. But Patrick Mahomes, people talk about him as being on that path. This isn't a Patrick Mahomes offense type of team. This is a defensive team for the Kansas City Chiefs, the way it was with the New England Patriots. How many top mm -hmm. 10 defenses did, did Tom Brady have in his career with New England? A lot. Yeah. This is a team with the Kansas City Chiefs that can strangle the life out of you and win on defense. We haven't seen that team before with the Kansas City Chiefs, and we know that Patrick Mahomes is capable of going God mode at any given time. That is a dangerous, dangerous team, Jeff. I look at this matchup, and I, I think that it always boils down to the same thing when you're talking about San Francisco. You can talk about Purdy and his uh, maybe his inexperience, even though he's been to two NFC Championship games. He got hurt last year, but he's still been there. You can talk about maybe the weapons they have on the outside. It's always about Christian McCaffrey. Can you minimize his impact on the game? He is so freaking good. 
And he's good in multiple ways. This isn't, he's not a one trick pony as Mike Tomlin once dubbed Mike Wallace back in the day, but coming out of Ole Miss, he can beat you in the passing game. He can run inside. He can run outside between the tackles. It does not matter. Do you think though, that the chiefs have the horses up front and as well as, you know, you talk about the safeties inside linebackers to be able to, to neutralize what they want to do with CMC. It's just a matter of, you know, the old cliche, you're not going to stop them. How much can you contain them? Right. You know, and, and the problem with San Francisco is, okay, well, <clears throat> you slowed down McCaffrey. Oh, here's this guy named Debo Samuel and uh, Brandon Ayuk. Oh, they beat you. Oh, th they're having off games. What about this George Kittle guy who may be the best all around tight end in the game? When we yeah. talk about blocking and, and everything, you know, I, I want the other guy if I'm throwing a ball on the other side of the field, but the best all around. I mean, when you talk about this roster it, and you say, who are the best players of the position? It doesn't take you long when you say, okay, let's look at running backs. It doesn't take you long to get to a 49er. When I go to wide receivers, tight ends, et cetera, it doesn't take you long. They can beat you in so many ways. Now you talk about getting there and doing that. Shanahan's got a little bit of pressure on him too. Now, mm -hmm. you know, this is that, it's something else to think about, you know, and, and it, you can't, you can't overestimate that the, you know, what did Yogi Berra say about baseball? We're going back baseball again. You know, half of this game is 90% mental. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, I, I kind of joke because it's crazy. Yes, it is. It is crazy. It's crazy how much that stuff matters. You know, the experience and the belief, you know, those Kansas City Chiefs believe, you know, when I start watching, you know, I saw 24 seven and I think Shanahan helped kind of get that off his back. Last week against the Detroit Lions, I see 24-7. I'm like, well, this is interesting. You know, knowing that the most famous game he's probably been in was 28-3. Yeah. And, you know, how he's going to come back. So he probably helped shatter that by coming back and winning that game. And knowing, yeah, we can do this. Believe in it. And his his team is so good. It's a, it's a hell of a matter. It's a pick em for a reason, Jeff. You can talk about the line all over the place. I wouldn't I, just pick, bet it a pick em because that's what this game is for me. It certainly does feel like it because when you flip the script and now you're talking about that Patrick Mahomes offense, which again, it doesn't have the names that it once did, you know, it, except the big it, one, well, Patrick, yes. Mahomes. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and his number one target in Travis yeah. Kelsey. I, I still, I, I still can't believe the Ravens allowed 11 catches on 11 targets to Travis Kelsey. Nonetheless, that's just what he does. Some of those catches that he made, some of the throws that were made were just out of this world. Like you said, God mode. And I think Isaac Pacheco is a player that they're going to need him to at least establish some semblance of a run game. I believe he rushed for just over 60 yards in the AFC championship game against a very good Ravens run defense. But what do you think about this 49ers defense, which I think the weakness there is in the secondary. And I think they're a very stout up front. I, I love their inside linebackers, Fred Warner and green green largest fantastic. What do you think about this matchup? Real quick, before I forget on McCaffrey, just because I think one of the most underrated, just watching him, you don't really appreciate him. You see the highlight plays. Yeah. I think the most underrated, because nobody talks about this, is his ability to wiggle into traffic and pick up four yards out of nothing. Yeah. You know, turn. it's like, okay, you're, you're, it's, a, it's a wide pitch. It's strung out. That's, that's a no gain, one gain. And he, all of a sudden, he just wiggles his way in and falls forward, and he's picked up four yards. All of a sudden, it's second and six. Yeah. instead of second and nine and that makes a huge difference now this defense for um you know for san francisco it basically comes down to don't let nick bosa beat you you know and if you if you can 
you don't have the two guys out there. You know, they tried. They went Chase Young and they picked up Randy Gregory in the midseason. But there, you can handle those guys with with one man. Um, it, it on on defensive side here is know where Fred Warner is if you're going to put the ball in the air, and don't let Nick Bosa beat you. Now that's easier said than done, right? Um, but they're I mean they're talented. Don't get me wrong, but they can be had. Uh, you know, compared to probably Baltimore is probably a better all better all around defense, and they only put up 17 points there. Yeah, you know, 17 is not going to win it. That's the thing. So again, it's not as strong a Kansas City offense as we were used to. But the thing is, is we know they can be. That potential is there when you got Mahomes, um, and, and they've got a, a defense, the best defense they've probably had in the Andy Reid era. So it's a it's an it's an interesting game. It really is. It is. And the total is 47 and a half right now. So they're not, Vegas is not predicting a 17 to 10 win here. They're predicting this to be a, a higher scoring affair. The last facet I wanted to pick your brain about, and you kind of already brought this up with Kyle Shanahan. I've always felt that when you give coaches an extra week of prep, it can really show in terms of what are the wrinkles that you put in. And I think that we are in for a treat in this, in this respect, because I think Kyle Shanahan is a brilliant offensive mind. And so is Andy Reid. And Andy mm-hmm. Reid has been there, done that. He's been to 11 conference championship games. He's obviously won the Super Bowls with Kansas City. Do you think that the extra week of prep favors one over the other? For me, it comes down with prep. comes down to health, player health. Yeah. You know, at, at this point that they've been doing it for what? Where are we? We go 18 weeks in the season now and four weeks later. You know, they're they're half a year into this thing. You know, I sometimes think... And and what I like about Kyle Shanahan, what I like about Andy Reid is just the, the keep it simple, stupid philosophy. We're gonna run the ball. Don't overthink this, man. You know, don't don't make don't think that you have to start changing things now. You might put in a play here, a play there, and see if we can get away with that. But let's let's get healthy and let's, you know, let's do what we do to get here. Um, trying to figure out how to attack. I think it actually matters on the other side of the ball a little bit more. You know, how can I free up Bosa? How can I free up Warner? True. Um, you know, can I get Eric Armstead, you know, single covered out there? Um, you know, just, you know, game planning overall. But for me, the two weeks is more about getting guys healthy and getting the best out of both teams as opposed to this chess matchup between them. I think we get that if it's been one day of rest, two days of rest or two weeks of rest. And I just like I said, for me, the biggest part of it is making sure you've got all your weapons there. So the, the two weeks for me is a health factor more than a strategy factor. Well, if you go to the defensive side, I mean, you've got two good defensive coordinators and Wilkes and Spagnola. I mean, Spags is, he's like a little mastermind. He, he, he's one of those guys, hey, not a great head coach, but boy, can that guy call a defense. You give him an extra week. I think that would favor Kansas City, don't you? I, I feel like the defensive coordinators are more the mad scientists and yeah. they're the old gruff, Man, I don't want to have to deal with all the political BS of being in charge. I just want a freaking coach. Yeah. Um, and, and that might be why they ended up on defense to begin with. And the offensive guys are a little more aspirational. You know, they they want to climb the ladders more. So I think you, you you've seen that. There's exceptions, of course. There's always exceptions, right? Bill Belichick. Um, there's there's absolutely exceptions there. But you know, the the I think Kansas City's defense is playing considerably better than the 49ers defense right now. So whether you want to put that to personnel, whether you want to put that to Spagnola uh, versus Wilkes, however you want to do it, 
you know, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I, I think Kansas City's defense, I won't say is the difference in this game because you got Patrick Mahomes out there. But the fact that Kansas City's offense is just kind of eking their way by should scare the hell out of everybody. It's like going, it's it's the it's the Barry Bonds is 0 for 4. Oh crap. I'd rather have him be four for four and face him again now because he's gonna go 0 for one. I don't want to face that guy. You know, it's Patrick Mahomes has that game in him. And yeah. does it happen this week, or is this just one of those years where Hey, we got to get Mahomes another weapon because you know the rookie and Kelsey is not quite there. And but you've seen those guys step up as the year goes on too. So, like I said, yeah. it's a hell of a matchup, and I'm I'm done doubting the Chiefs. You know, I, I just watching them all year, kind of losing this game, losing that game, eking their way through, and then going to Buffalo and winning, going to Baltimore and winning. I'm I'm done doubting the Chiefs. The more you talk about it, the more I think of like one of those classic 80s horror films where the axe murderer is just slowly walking and like, oh my gosh, they're not going to kill anyone. They kill a lot of people along the way. People trip, they fall, they make wrong turns, they <laughs> they go into the shed filled with chainsaws, whatever. Yeah, I stalk my children like that when they do something <laughs> wrong. I stalk them like that around the house. I just walk slow. <laughs> but at the same time, typically at the end of the horror movie, someone gets the bad guy. Will this happen or will this be Texas Chainsaw Massacre where we have 15 iterations of it? I don't know. Let's get to your prediction though, Scott, because uh, this is probably, well, this is my last time talking with you before the Super Bowl. If you were putting money down, you just said earlier in the show that you're not going to doubt the Chiefs. Are you sticking with that, or you think that Brock Purdy and the 49ers are going to claim their sixth Super Bowl for the if franchise? If I was putting money down, I'd probably put it on the under. How about that? <laughs> so 47 and a half, you're taking the under. 47 right. seems a little rich with these two teams the way they're playing. I mean, the last one was 27. Um, the Detroit Lions don't have the same defense. You know, yeah. and they 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 were able to strangle, uh, they were able to strangle the the 49ers for a half. The, the the Chiefs, if they get it going like that, they could do that for a full game. They've got the horses and able to do that. Uh, I'm not I'm not picking against the Chiefs again. So I actually think how's this for hedging? I think the better team overall, top to bottom, is the San Francisco 49ers. Top to bottom roster, mm -hmm. the offense, defense, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I think. Kansas City is playing winning football right now. Just they're they're not they're not gonna be. I'm, I'm done picking against the Chiefs. Done picking against Mahomes. So apologies, Kansas City fans. I've picked against you twice, <laughs> and you've won. Now I'm picking you, so you're screwed. So I, I'm, I'm I apologize there. That is okay. It's fine. You know I'll probably give my pick later in the week, but I, I honestly cannot say that as we sit here right now and record early in the week on Monday that. I can, I'm leaning one way or the other. I can talk myself into either way. This isn't one of those Super Bowls where you think, oh, this team is definitely the favorite. If they're going to lose, they're going to have to choke it away. Someone's going to have to have a costly turnover or something like that. I don't see this being that type of game. When you mentioned pick them, I assumed the line was going to go that way throughout the week, and it might still move. It just depends on where the money's going. That's yeah, two game, two points to me is still basically a pick them. You know, there, yeah. there's not a prohibitive favorite in there. That's a, that's a money. That's not a one team's favorite or another. Like you said, that that's the money. And I, and again, I think neutrals want to see. Well, neutrals wanted to see the Lions, so you know that's that's what the neutrals wanted True. to see. But for neutrals, we just we want to see a good game. I I actually put up a video. Someone asked me last year, you know, what do you think of that holding call? 
on uh, at, the, at, the, at the end of the Super Bowl last year. I said I felt cheated. I, as a neutral who invested several hours into this game, I felt like I would have liked to have seen them kick a field goal and then the Eagles get the ball one more time and see what happens. I felt yeah. cheated that it was now then a kneel down and Kansas City Chiefs, their fans lost their minds. They're like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'd be like, listen, you should feel cheated too. You're pissed off that people think like this. That yeah. they cheated you out of if the matter you are, the more you're proving my point. So I want to see a good game. I don't really want to see a 17-10 again. The, the Baltimore Ravens, Kansas City Chiefs game, it wasn't a really good game for the neutral. It was a lot of mistakes. It looked, it looked like the Ravens were in there for the first time, and, and Kansas City played clean football and let right. let's let you beat yourselves. So I'm looking for uh, I want an entertaining game. I don't really care who wins on this one, you know. So um, there's there's reasons to like or dislike, as it may be, both teams, and it should be should be a hell of a football game. Hope so. I, I really do hope so. And Scott, I do appreciate you taking the time to hop on the Fans First Football Show this week. Uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can find your Atlanta Falcons coverage or any coverage? Uh, you were just down at the uh, Senior Bowl last week. Where can they find all that stuff? Yeah, it's it's hardly just Falcons, that's for sure. Right now, it's there's a lot of Senior Bowl stuff. But just if you go to youtube.com slash Scott Kennedy, everything I do is going to end up there eventually. And right now, I'm pumping out five or six Senior Bowl highlight videos a day. I've done the quarterbacks of their full highlights. Michael Penix, I posted last night, his three days there, and it's it's doing really well. Uh, so if your team's in it for a senior bowl guy, and there's going to be about 150 of them that get drafted, um, I will have uh, over the next two, three weeks have highlight videos on all of them. And then those tend to pop again during April as we lead yeah. into the draft. So uh, YouTube.com slash Scott Kennedy. Come say hey in the comments. I check them all the time. Uh, absolutely. Thank you, Scott. If you want my coverage of the Pittsburgh Steelers, you can find us at the Steel Curtain Network, wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or Steel Curtain Network. You can find me on Twitter at Jay Hartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. That's it. Next time we talk, we'll be talking about the post-Super Bowl era. Scott, thanks for your time. Take it easy. 